Warning, you're about to listen to the StraightHustling.com show. These guys make no sense to most common people and will fuck your brain waves up. At any time, if you get lightheaded or feel like you want to smash shit to pieces, please pause the show, count to ten, and take a deep breath. Continue listening to the show and enjoy. Thank you. Hey y'all, this is Dick Darren from StraightHustling.com. Are you a hunter or just like to target shoot and have a good time? then you need to check out Freedom Munitions. You can find a link to Freedom Munitions at the bottom of straighthustling.com. I can't say enough good stuff about Freedom Munitions. It's where I buy my own ammo, great prices, you buy directly online, and it's shipped to your doorstep. It doesn't get any better than that. You can sign up for their email specials and check out their brass buyback program. So please click the link at the bottom of our site, straighthustling.com. It takes you directly to Freedom Munitions and get your hustle on. Let's get on with the show. Okay, this is Mark Schultz, seven-time national wrestling champion, two-time world champion, Olympic wrestling champion, winner of UFC 9, no holds barred fighting cage match. I'm here with Straight Hustling. I'm making my name as a hillbilly rock star. All right, Straight Hustling's back. Dick Darren and Money Mike. Hey, hey, hey. Stu's absent again. What's, yeah. what's going on? This uh, is a trend. you got to put an ad in the paper to get a yeah. replacement. Yeah. It's crazy. list. Yeah. <laughs> I don't she's know. That's on weirdos. She's got to have double E's. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're tired of looking at she Eric's has, E's. She has to know how to edit these damn shows. <laughs> and learn how to pronunciate pe- our, our, our guest names. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so we got a cool show tonight we got mark schultz olympic wrestler gold medal winner arm breaker yeah yeah <laughs> the movie he's got out right now called fox catcher it's pretty cool i watched that the other night it talks about his story kind of uh coming up through the olympic ranks and, and right, how so. they don't really have anybody supporting them and you got to work your ass off and just i mean in the tragedy in the man's life yeah. you know it's it, it's it's beyond compare you know you got to you know, that's why they made a movie about it. Yep. You just got to check it out. It's yep. no joke. It's, Fox Catcher. He's a champion, you know? Yeah. And he's not a champion that's... like uh, Bruce Jenner from Olympics that, you know, trying to change the sex. This man's actually a man's man. <laughs> Bruce might have been one back then. Oh, he's uh, a man's man now. I guess some man. No, he's a man's woman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. He's somebody's bitch. Well, let's get old Mark on here and, and uh, get the story. Yeah. What's going on, Mark? Get your hustle on. Hello. Hey, is this Mark? Yes. Hey, how you doing, Mark? This is Dick Darren, and I got Mike with me here from Straight Hustling. Hey, hey. Yeah, hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. How are you today? Good. It's tough for these, these time zones, man. <laughs> and, and we're not too no smart, problem, man. 
We're not we're not too swift. <laughs> <laughs> we do have public education, so yeah, you know, I mean, that's as far as it goes. <laughs> Trying to make these uh, time zone calculations, like what time is it? <laughs> if I only had a device that could do it, <laughs> it sucks. Depending on the position of the sun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> My sundial, you know, and there was a cloud. And, you know, I don't know. We got a guy we're talking to uh, Sunday in Brazil, and hell, it took me forever to figure out what time it was there. Yeah, yeah. He tells me Saturday, and he's yeah, like, "No, are you Jenner, gonna... He tells me this you know, Jenner came out and uh, screwed up everybody's time. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. man, you're an Olympic gold medalist. Uh, you weren't in the Olympics when Bruce was there, were you? No, but Bruce <laughs> and I were uh, inducted into the San Jose Sports Hall of Fame the same night. I spent some quite a bit of time talking to. Oh to him. wow. Right, but he, he, did he tell you he was going to be a woman then, or you know, you didn't have a clue probably mm, there? No, nobody had a clue then. <laughs> well, actually, one person had a clue: the creator of Family Guy. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. yeah. You remember that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he did. He, he, That's he, a, he came a out with it way beforehand. Yeah, he's a Nostradamus thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the next Nostradamus. That's great. Well, man, I'm yeah, glad you broke another world record, sixty-five. <laughs> 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 the two and a half million Twitters, tweets, <laughs> <laughs> members, followers, in uh, an hour. <laughs> That's insane. Don't, I'm one of them. <laughs> don't you try to challenge him now? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Rodman wants to date him. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, didn't you read that? Oh, no, Google I didn't. It. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Damn. They'll go over to Korea, North Korea, and get married, maybe. Yeah. Him and Dennis Rodman. They have a with Kim Jong-un. Man. <laughs> well, whatever. I, to each his own, I guess. You got that right. <laughs> Man, I wanted to ask you about the movie Foxcatcher. I saw that the other day, and... Uh, what kind of, uh, I know it was really a story about you and your brother and your growing up and wrestling and stuff. Did, is that a movie that you always wanted to be a part of? Well, I always wanted to, I want I always wanted my story to be turned into a movie, but I didn't expect it to turn into that movie. That was really quite a surprise when, uh, you know, the director decided to focus so much attention on that small, short, span of my life and yeah. expanded into this movie. Yeah. When I you know, when I sold my story to to the director, I was like thinking this is gonna be like another Rocky. And instead it was like another Rocky horror picture show or something. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't like the movie? What's that? You didn't like the movie? Well or not I, accurate or I wouldn't I it's very I, I, I'm conflicted, but at the end of the day, I would say yes, I do like it. But it was it was not a slam dunk. It wasn't like you know walking uh, out onto the mat, grabbing my opponent, throwing him to his back, and pinning him <laughs> in the first ten seconds. Yeah. It was like you know a high scoring twenty five to twenty five match, and, you know, winning on criteria. You know. <laughs> But it's still got my hand raised, still got to the next round. Yeah, right. Still, Man. still won. Lose a win, it's all that matters. 
Yeah, I brought a lot of people that, uh, you know, a lot of the younger generation stuff now that really weren't around to see you win the gold medals and things like that. Now bringing your back, kind of bringing your attention back, you know, to the younger crowd and stuff now. Right. The next generation now. It's just unfortunate that, uh, most people, they think that movies are real and that's, it's, it's really not very accurate. If you read my book, the, the book that the movie was taken from, it's very, very different. It's not, you know, Aaron Ralston from 127 Hours, the guy that, the guy that's hand trapped in, by this boulder in a Utah canyon yeah, yeah, and he, that. and he cut, cut his arm off to escape. Well, me and him are really good friends. And, uh, he, uh, wrote this book and the book and the movie are very similar to each other. My book and my movie are very, very different from each other. And, uh, you know, you know, Tony Mendez, the guy that the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, Ben Affleck did a movie about him, uh, escaping from, uh, um, Oh, you're talking from about Iran. Yeah, you're talking oh, yeah. about. Oh, oh gosh, what was that? Oh, it was. I can't remember the name of it. It was with an A. That was an awesome freaking movie, though. I almost watched it again last night, but I didn't. Oh, I know man. what you're talking uh, about. Argo. Argo. Yeah. yeah. Argo. Argo. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that movie is very close to the book that he wrote. Well, the my my movie is so different than my book. It's really. I. I mean. It, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know if you could say it was based on a true story. It's so different. Oh, but wow. Anyway, I mean, the, the, there's, there's things in there that are completely accurate. The, 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 from the time that DuPont drives up the driveway and commits the murder, it, that's accurate. But right after that, DuPont, in real life, holds himself up in his house for a 48-hour standoff with the police. In the movie, he's arrested immediately oh, yeah. after the murder. Mm. Wow. And, uh, like, you know, it, it's true that... Uh, I cut 12 pounds in 90 minutes, but I puked for the first pound and a half before I, before I, uh, I you know, in, 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 in the movie, I puked before I weighed in. In real life, I puked after I weighed in. For yeah. a pound and a half. I bet you puked a lot. The relationships are very different. In the movie, I, I was not friends with DuPont. I didn't like him. I didn't hang out with him. And they have this relationship that like me and DuPont, I mean, showing him how to wrestle. I never showed him how to wrestle. I never, I never even touched the guy. Wow. Except one time I slammed him on his back. Just to like show him his boss, you know. <laughs> and in a documentary, you see his legs go, uh, you know, it's pretty funny. Did you ever have they get, a... They try to cover it up like, oh, here's DuPont showing how not to get hurt while being thrown. <laughs> Chuck up. <laughs> he almost didn't get up. Did he ever? Uh, like, don't get up! Don't get up! Did you ever get a chance to uh, address him or anything afterwards? Or yeah, I had a victim impact statement at the trial. I told him what a scumbag he was. Mm, man. But you know, I was under strict orders by the prosecutor yeah. to stay within the lines. You know, because they're 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 out to win. You know, and yeah. so I said, yeah. like, you know. Yeah, Everything is politics and yeah. who likes who and to make him seem too sympathetic, he might get off easy. So we gotta make, we, you know, we gotta, we gotta be, you know, as, uh, you know, politically correct as we possibly can to win, you know, in court. Yeah. That's, that's, that's unfortunate, but it's the way it is in yeah, life. Yeah, it's just right, the way yeah. people are. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
that cutting that twelve pounds, going back to that in, in ninety minutes. That's insane. that's insane, man. And then how 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 uh, long did you wrestle after that cut? You'd have to be weak as hell after that. I had uh, I had to wrestle the next day at about two three p.m. maybe. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, from about ten p.m. to about uh, to two p.m. to rehydrate and recover. And my first match against um, against Mike Sheets, the guy that was the number one ranked guy in the nation at the time, because he had beat me the qualifier, the, the match right before that. And uh, he's the first guy in America to beat me in five years. I was undefeated in America for five years. Wow. And he beat me, and I uh, I beat him 62 first match. Second match was about an hour later. Beat him 13 to 1. Better than <laughs> I ever wrestled in my life. This is a two-time NCAA. This guy was so good. He was a two-time NCAA champion, outstanding wrestler in NCAAs. They even named a, they even made a rule. I call it the Sheets rule. Because he was so dominant. He beat his opponents his senior year by a combined total of 68 to 3 against Damn. his opponents. Humiliated them. So they said, okay, from now on, if you get 15 points ahead, you win on what's called a technical fall. The technical fall is what I call the Mike Sheets rule. That's how good he was. Wow, he was yeah. so dominant. And I beat him worse than he's ever been beaten in his life. <laughs> Man, the that's, next that's day, after cutting 12 pounds in 90 minutes, I don't know where it came from. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. It was like a miracle. It was like from God or something. It was hard, man. You're wild. Yeah, I mean, you dug down deep as you freaking had to. I mean, that's, that's you, there's nothing else you can say. You dug down as deep as anybody could ever dig. Plus the skill. You had the skill, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the skill. But I'm no, just, I'm saying I said the heart, but he had it all. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, he wouldn't have been there without the skill. It's just yeah. when you when you've done cut that much weight and you're fighting the number one guy and it had to be rough as hell, it's got to be, you got to dig, dig, and dig. Did you always, uh, yeah, I wanted to go out a winner in America and I did, but, uh, I lost in the 80 Olympics and because I was, I, I was kind of protesting the, the, the whole sport of wrestling in the 80 Olympics because I, I wasn't getting any support. The, the administrators, if you're wrestling, were taking all the money for themselves and buying all this stuff, houses, horses, and cars, and land, and not one cent was going to, to, to the athletes. And I was getting pissed, and I just I was sick of living so, like a like a pauper and having to train against professional Russians and Eastern Bloc countries and Iranians and all these guys in Turkey and all these other North Korea countries that were professional wrestlers, and they were allowed they were supported, allow them to train as hard as they could, and develop themselves as as best they could, and I was having to compete against them without any support whatsoever. I had no job. And the only thing available for me was this this weirdo from Pennsylvania, <laughs> and just it was it was it was just I just it was like I was cornered. I had no time to leave. I had no place to go. I just it was, I, I I regret not joining the military. But I grew up in the Vietnam era. People had arms and legs blown off. Yeah. They came back all screwed up in the head, and I was like, and I saw those guys because I. I saw him come back. I was young enough to, to to meet some of the guys. One guy who lived in my house, who was came back from Vietnam. He was so screwed up. I was like, and I don't want anything to do with the military or war or anything. And so I, I that really wasn't an option for me. You know, I didn't even know. I didn't consider welfare, and there was no jobs because Tyler Mine wiped out all the wrestling programs. And I was 
kind of trapped in a way. And I was like, this just can't be the way things can be. It should be, you know. And I was just said, screw it. If this is the way this is, then screw this sport. I'm getting out. And I quit in 88. And then I had this match against a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. He's the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy in the world. And he got me a couple of submission holds. And I realized, you know what? This is better than wrestling. And not only is it better than wrestling for fighting, because it's all submission holds, but I can take wrestling, combine the submission holds of Brazilian jiu-jitsu with wrestling, create something even better than both on their own. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. And I created my own style. And then I fought in USC 9. I won by TKO in 12 minutes over a guy that was 50 pounds bigger than me. He was six inches taller than me. He was the runner-up in the UFC before me. And uh, I went out a winner. And I was so excited that I had fought in this cage in this no-holds-barred fighting match. No, Back then, everything was legal. Kick him in the nuts. <laughs> you could headbutt. You could tear his ears off. You could break his fingers. Anything you wanted. And for me to win in a, a match like that was like, gave me so much, uh, you know, it, it basically was like, it, it like sealed the deal for, cause that's the reason I got into wrestling in the first place was to become the best fighter in the world. I beat up everybody in the world. And I proved to myself I wasn't afraid to get in the cage and fight anybody. Oh, and yeah. I was like, all right, I did it. I went out, I went out like I always wanted. So then I thought, you know what? Nobody knows what I did. I'm not telling them. And so I wrote down everything in my book. And I just wrote this book in like two weeks. And I just said to my kids, like, this is what I did. I went here, 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 then this happened, then this happened. And then I emailed it around all my friends. And then their friend, they sent it to their friends and got into the hands of director Ben and Miller. He's like, I love it. I'm going to send him my next movie. And then for eight years, I spent consulting with him. And turned it into the movie Foxcatcher. And the book got published. Now it's a New York Times bestseller. Awesome, yeah, man. That's great. great. That's great. Hell yeah. Finally getting some money. <laughs> Finally, exactly. Finally getting what you owed, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, shit. It's, it's due, brother. You know it's due. Great story, man. I mean, yeah. How many people, man, do what you've done? Once you yeah, Especially really. with no backing and just, you know, just and did grind, it all grind, yourself. Grind it out, you know. Yeah, grind it's it crazy, out. Man. It's awesome. And uh, it was a big relief, man. Finally, it all paid off. You know. And you beat but, man. I wasn't lucky. And you beat Gary Goodrich, man. He's a badass, man. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I trained the guy that he beat in the FCA, Paul Herrera. He trained with me and Tank Abbott. They came and lived with me for two months. Trained at BYU, Tank and uh, like he, it, he he fought uh, Goodrich in the FCA and got knocked out with his elbow to the head and a crucifix. Knocked him out with the first hit, the first shot to the head, and the referee didn't see that he was knocked out. And Goodrich just kept elbowing him, and his head kept bobbing back and forth. And Goodrich just kept elbowing him. I don't know. It looked like a like a Steve I don't know, it was like a, a, a jigsaw or something. He just like bam, 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 like twenty times he hits him in the head, and finally. The referee realized he's out cold, and he gets he pulls Goodrich off, you know, and Paul's just laid out like. Dead. Yeah. Who you getting the, um, the Kimbo uh, Shamrock fight? Kimbo Slice? Yeah. yeah. They're going to fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming up. Uh, Shamrock will win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we've had him on the show a couple of times. He's, he's a, he, We like him a lot. And we just had his brother Frank on. Yeah, I don't think Kimbo has the grappling skills to fight Shamrock. Yeah, I don't think so. Not unless he had you in his camp teaching him some wrestling. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so well, it takes a long time to learn how to wrestle. I mean, a long time. It takes a career. I mean, it took me, you know, 11 years. And after that, I was just getting the hang of it. Mm. So unnatural. Wrestling's like the most unnatural thing. You know, there's a million dollar baby where, where uh, Morgan Freeman goes, boxing is so unnatural. Wrestling's even more unnatural. You know, he's talking about if you want to throw right, you got to turn left and all this stuff. Well, that's a lot. You know, it's, it, it's just a lot of parallels with wrestling. And it took me 11 years to get to where wrestling was natural for me. And as soon as that was the real crime to me was not just the murder was the fact that as soon as I, as wrestling started to become natural to me, I just, I quit. Oh, because I just shit. got sick of the whole, the whole administration and all, all yeah. the politics and just everything, you know. And, but I could have probably won another five, six world titles if I, if I would have just had some support from somewhere just to keep me alive, you know. Yeah, I, didn't right. I didn't get 10000 a year from anybody. Damn. You had to go to work. Hmm. Yeah, that's why I became the head coach at Brigham Young University. Yeah. Are you still teaching now uh, any kind of uh, training for uh, younger kids or anything like that? Well, what I do now is I am a speaker for Kepler Speakers. Okay. And if you go to, if you go to their websites, keplerspeakers.com, uh, I have a, I go around, like I just got back from Hong Kong and I teach people how to succeed in life. Anybody to succeed in anything. I take the 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 uh, the, care, the the lessons I learned in wrestling, and I and I and I apply them to life and business and family and personal behavior and all that stuff. And I just twist it so that you can apply these same qualities. You know, everything's the same, and uh, use it for your own benefit in whatever you're doing. Anybody can use it. So. It's really, it's really fun because it doesn't beat my body up like I used to, you know. <laughs> it's all real. <laughs> I can talk. After wrestling, anything's easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure, yeah. Damn. Help us yeah. out. We but don't I'm know too much. Stuff, yeah. too. I'm yeah. writing this, another screenplay. It's called the Mafia Weight Loss Program. I'm writing another book called Winning Solves Everything. I'm uh, doing seminars on how to win in life. Anyway. Uh, doing, I'm doing some uh, ju- Brazilian jiu-jitsu seminars in uh, Brazil coming up in uh, Rio de Janeiro and uh, Sao Paulo. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, we got to talk to the guy from Brazil tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I think it's tomorrow <laughs> for him, but Sunday for us or, or vice versa. I don't know. <laughs> you know how stupid we are at the time. I don't know. I freaking don't know. <laughs> It'll be daylight for him or dark or something. I don't know. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, so how's your uh, how's your health and stuff right now? You like and you had some injuries with your back and stuff. Is is all that pretty much better since you're? Uh, no, I'm getting an artificial knee coming up. I'm oh, getting wow. uh, surgery on my heel. I'm getting surgery on my neck. Um, I have multiple degenerative disc disease, which yeah. is not really a disease. It's just what everybody gets when they get older, and it's uh, just. You know, just stuff I'm dealing with, you know, health-wise and stuff. But yeah, getting old the bitch, man. I feel yeah, you. I, yeah, we're right there with you. I mean, <laughs> Everything's wrong the, with us. The more you did to yourself, the worse you feel every morning when you get up. It's like, he was, know. on the way here, he was commenting on how slow I was walking in the store. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I've worked on my knees doing tile for 20 years. You know, I, you can't freaking, if you, if you, 
you know, do something that fucks your legs up every day for 20 years. It's hard to get up and, you know, and move around sometimes. I know. I'm just, you know, I'm amazed I even get up every day. I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. What a, Someday we're going to die, and <laughs> soon, too. So. I wanted to ask you something back about the Olympics when you're wrestling other people from the uh, different countries and everything. Did did uh, they do anything that kind of give them the advantage of, like, uh, maybe not shower for a couple of weeks or anything like that? Or? <laughs> do, do they do that, or do I do that? Did anybody do that? Anybody? Is there any stories that you have of anything that was just kind of weird <laughs> just to, to kind of throw your opponent off? Well, I'll tell you, one of the greatest uh, stories, one of my favorite stories was uh, I was watching this North Korean guy in the finals of the World Championships wrestle guy from South Korea. Very very first thing that happened, South Korea guy grabs the North Korea guy and rolls him through twice with a front headlock and gets six points ahead right in the beginning of the match. And now the South Korea guy has this special way of attacking. He doesn't... He doesn't have a staggered stance. He has a square stance, you know, like he's a like he's a baseball catcher just squatting down. And he would he would leap into the guy with like a like a frog would hop, and he just kept leaping like that towards this this South Korean trying to get a hold of his legs. And he'd go out of bounds, and this North Korean guy, he every time he go out of bounds, he would dip his hands into his singlet and rub his crotch, and then he would pull his hands out and he would start rubbing his shoulders. And what he had in there was oil, and it made his shoulders slippery. So oh. when he was shooting, the South Korean guy would try to block him, and he would slip off. And the South Korean guy would get it on the legs. And I was like, that's slimy, Ugh. sneaky, so be. And the North Korea guy came back and won by a one point. And it, it was it was awesome because yeah, I don't know but I, the cheating wasn't awesome but what was awesome was uh, <laughs> the way he attacked the way he would squat down like a frog and jump into the guy I'd never thought about attacking like that before <laughs> and that it, that taught me how to attack like that I started doing that oh wow but you just didn't put your hands in your seat. and then me and that North Korean guy afterwards we went in to get drug tested right and they go okay can you have some beer some juice. Or water, because we got to pee, right? Yeah, so we beer. both go, oh, let's have beer. And we don't know, even speak each other's languages. We're drinking beer like crazy. I go, you got to pee, yeah, you got to pee, yeah. We're like, no, 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 we need more beer. And we just drinking beer. We got to pee so bad, but we don't care. We're like, yeah, we need more beer. And we're drinking, drinking, drinking. And we're laughing our ass off, because we both just won the world. So we're just like, yeah. You know, he's talking Korean. I'm laughing. It doesn't matter what he says. It's funny anyway. It's funny anyway. I go, hey, man, I can't hold it. I got to pee. And I came out of like Niagara Falls, and there's like pee coming all over and it's spilling on the testers. And I got to get three cups, and I'm pouring it all, and I slip and fall on the tester and getting urine on him. And anyway, that was <laughs> That's how you celebrate a gold medal right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hell shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, man, I wanted to tell you, I, I saw the movie in a. I know I, I need to read the book to get the full yeah, yeah. The full story. I always, like, I, I, I've always thought that the books are more detailed and plus, you know. I need get the audio book. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. But <laughs> I, I can't I, see I, shit I, anymore. I will take the time to actually sit down and read You can't it. see anything either. Hey, I got my bifocals. <laughs> you trying to bust on me. Where are my glasses? You can't see your glasses. I, I, I can't find them. <laughs> I don't have one. I'm in trouble. Hey, did you used to have to, uh, when you first started wrestling and everything, did you have to cut weight like every time to 
to wrestle down, or did you not even worry about it? They had me do it. I was one of the very few guys that did not believe in massive weight cutting. There was a general sort of over, there was a sort of overarching philosophy among the entire wrestling community that cutting a lot of weight gave you a, a greater advantage. I'd never accepted that, that, uh, philosophy. And my, my philosophy was if you train as hard as you can, regardless of what weight you are, your body will assume the optimum weight of whatever it is. And then wherever weight that is, whatever the weight class is directly below your natural weight after you've trained your ass off, just cut to that weight. Yeah. And so I never really cut a, a lot of weight during my career. Yeah, I remember, you know, in, in, in high school, they had us uh, try, try to cut weight so we could fight people that were, you know, that weighed a lot less and, you know, because you were easier to fight. Well, they did the like, same thing. They all cut know, weight, but, too. <laughs> yeah, but it was like, it, I, yeah, I was like, it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it was no, insane. This is what, what happens. When you're, when you're, when you cut a lot of weight and dehydrate, significantly hydrate, you know, drastic dehydration, really significantly reduces not only your max VO2, the maximum volume of oxygen your body can consume per millimeter, per, per milliliter oxygen per kilogram of body weight per minute exercise, but it also decreases your strength and your, uh, stamina. Yeah, I always felt weak. Uh, so I, you know, I got my master's in exercise science and it, it, it became clear to me, uh, when I got into college that I should never cut much weight and I never did. Yeah, they used to wrap us up in uh, those uh, uh, garbage bags and make us run, uh, you know, two or three miles before and after practice. And I was like, you know, I felt weak when when I when I was uh, weighing ten pounds less. And you never could get your hands out of your signals. Well, and, no, I, I used to get whipped. <laughs> it was in my ninth grade years. Only year I wrestled. I wrestled in ninth grade in high school, and I was man, I got whooped every time because I was tall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're tall, tall, being tall in wrestling is not good for you because they tie me up and not quick. The younger, shorter guys just got the leverage and they get you. Do you? Um... Well, it depends. The the most successful U.S. wrestler ever, uh, as far as this number of titles goes, John Smith, and he's uh, about five foot eight, only 136 pounds, he's the tallest guy in his weight class. And you know, so you, well, the great thing about wrestling is, and I mean, you can't be too tall. I'm the great thing about wrestling is uh, you can. Uh, it's so anybody can adapt a style to fit their body. You know, I adapted a style to fit a very anaerobic genetic predisposition, and uh, you know, it's just that's it, wrestling. You, everybody. That's the great thing about wrestling. Anybody can do it. You know, it, but you have to adapt, and, and you know, by trial and error, figure out what works for for, for each. You know, for your body, your your genetics, your style, whatever you know, your mind, everything. So you still uh, you still hang out with Dana White since you were in the UFC? No, I never hung out with Dana White. He didn't own the <laughs> UFC when I when I was fighting in the UFC. It was owned by Bob Marowitz. Oh, that's he right. He yeah. to me and he goes, "Hey, Mark, you know, when you came up to me and told me you wanted fifty thousand dollars winning fight, I said." F you. <laughs> but afterwards, he gave me my check, and I was like, but yeah, you did a good job, so here's your check. I'm like, you better pay me. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you watch much of uh, the MMA fighting anymore now? Not much. You know, I'm not like a big fan. I, I, I do have favorite fighters. You know, Chael Sonnen mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. You know, Matt Hughes. um uh, some Brazilians, you know, Hicks and Gracie, uh, Pedro Sauer, 
Um, let's see. Let's see. Well, Sam Rock and Kimbo. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Henderson, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Mark Coleman, Mark Kerr, um, you yeah, know, guys yeah. that grew up with me and, you know. Have you heard uh, any news ben, about ben Mark Coleman? Have you heard any news about Mark Coleman, how he's doing? Wrestlers, man. I was just asking. Because wrestling is like the best foundation for MMA, I think. I mean, oh, he looks yeah. like he's dominating. You know, it's wrestlers that have learned jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai and boxing and combined them all. But the con- the main thing is the conditioning, and wrestlers have the best conditioning of any athletes. So that yeah, they have the most grueling advantage. practice I ever had. I, I mean, I played a lot of sports when I was a kid. Wrestling killed me. We got a guy coming on uh, Sunday from Brazil. His name is Darren Till, and he's a younger guy. Man, you should check him out. He's he's looking really good. He's just been in the USC. Um, the fights they had on the other night from Brazil, and, and he really dominated. It was a good fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Brazilians are tough, man. I got oh, a lot yeah. of respect for them. Yeah, they can wrestle. That jiu-jitsu ain't no joke, buddy. Yeah. It ain't, man. You break your elbow, you're, you're done. <laughs> yeah, they will wrap you up like a snake. <laughs> yeah. I know. I love that, don't you? It's great. <laughs> Where are you living at now? Dirty Hippie, Oregon. Medford, Oregon. All right. Okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with Oregon, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get out of here, man. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to go back to Utah. You know, that's kind of, I don't know. I, I joined the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, you know. I read the Book of Mormon eight times. So I'm kind of like part of that culture, you know. So. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Your, that's, that's a good destination. That's a nice area. Yeah. yeah. All right. Nashville's good. Yeah, Nashville's rocking, baby. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got, every, we got a little bit of everything down here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, you can come on down here. You can be a uh, Latter-day Saint. You can be Amish. You can be freaking anything you want to. We don't care. You just come on down and have some fun. Yeah. That's the way yeah. we like it. The world is it's slowly changing, you know. It's amazing things that we're accepting now. We're accepting... Uh, you know, Latter-day Saints is Christians and transgender and gay people is, you know, marriageable and everything's <laughs> yeah, changing. Uh, there's we, yeah, there's a, lot of, a lot wrong with the world today. We're not getting on that, are we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have time for all that. I mean, brother, we got another three hours of freaking uh, uh, tape here because, I mean, it's going to get long with that. I, I, I got a lot of issues. <laughs> I thought that's what this show was about. Uh, yeah, well, it is. <laughs> but, you know, we try, I, try to, uh, I try not to get political and, yeah, and rant yeah. and rave because I'm – we got to keep I, him a little tamed yeah, down. He goes off deep yes, sir, yes, sir. I have to be kept uh, reined in. got to have a little PC, a little bit. Yes. <laughs> we want to get someone to maybe, you know, uh, sponsor us one day or, you know, listen to our show. And say, you know, me ranting and raving is not a good thing. But I, I, I do have an opinion and I express it, you know, but not too much. Yeah, you gotta watch yourself in this yes. day and age. Say one thing, it's on the internet, pretty soon the whole world knows, and it's yeah. out there forever, and you know, yeah. get rid of it. And, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I don't want, I don't want to be on, I don't want to be on YouTube news or any of that for, uh, you know, some crap I might have spouted off and, uh, you know, and I didn't mean, you know. Well, he probably does, but. Whatever. No, but, you know, I didn't know I want to get famous. <laughs> I want to get famous by, uh, you know, hustling until I'm famous like we're doing now, you know, doing it right. Right. Or infamous, one or the other. <laughs> well, maybe Mark can teach us how to succeed at it. Yeah. We're not doing too yeah, good so far. Yeah, what is the key? 
the the key what's the question what's the key to key being to success? success there's a lot of them but i'll tell you one of the most important is finding a stable environment i had a very hard time finding a stable i was i won the world championships twice both times after i won the first time i was working at stanford and the day I got back from the world championships, now keep in mind, I am the only Olympic champion from the 84 Olympics to win the 85 world championships. I'm the most successful wrestler in the nation right now. Uh, I get back from the world championships. I walk into the Stanford wrestling room. Everybody's clapping and cheering, shaking my hand, telling me congratulations. The coach picks that day to tell me that I'm fired. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's... And not only did I lose my job, he wanted the car back, which I got from an alumni whose son I took under my, my wing, won a tax write-off, made it to a gift to Stanford Wrestling. So it really wasn't mine, even though it was intended oh, for me man. to use. And so he took that away from me, and now I have no job, no vehicle, no health insurance, and I'm supposed to be wrestling here in the upcoming national championships against the best in the nation to qualify for the world team, the best in the world, go against guys that are fully funded, fully paid professional athletes. What am I going to do? Well, I go to Foxcatcher. I get a call from John DuPont. He offers me this incredible opportunity. As long as he doesn't deal with him, which is what he, he said was going to happen, you know, that's fine. I could have done it. But it was, it was a lie. And then I go to Foxcatcher. I win the world championships again. Now I'm the only guy in the history of America to win an Olympic and two world titles. Mm. And within three months after I do that, I'm fired again. <laughs> now I got the world pulled out under me twice. Both times, right after I win the world championships. Jeez, and man. so I've just come to the conclusion through, you know, heart of the world of hard knocks that stability is the most important factor in becoming a success. At least that's one of them. There's a lot of things, but that's definitely one. All right. I gotta ask you from the show, did uh did he really wrestle in a in a match? If you want to call it wrestling, it's more like <laughs> flopping on his back and begging for mercy. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know one thing about wrestling. He never did, never will. He just went out there to pay people to lose to him. Uh. You know, it was just one guy was ahead of him so far that was being paid to lose to him. He didn't know what to do. There was 10 seconds left in the match. He reaches around, grabs DuPont, a body lock, pulls him on top of him, and pins himself. <laughs> oh, my God. That's freaking awesome. That's um, crazy, man. Yeah. That's, like, that's like freaking uh, WCW bullshit, you know? That's yeah, that's hard. right. Yeah, come it's on. Yeah. It's worse than that, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's a serious deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. I want to thank you for coming on our show, man. That is so cool to be able to talk to you. That is, Yeah, uh, we appreciate it, man. We're great fans. Yeah, that's insane to get you on here as much as you've accomplished and, and uh, never really getting paid or getting any support. That is amazing. The thing I'm, glad, I'm glad them checks are coming in now, though, brother. I'm sure you can use them. That's great. I can. Thank you. If yeah. you ever get to Nashville, you guys are fun. If you ever get to Nashville, man, look us up, man. Yeah. We'll buy you a beer. Yeah, you'll buy you a beer when you go shoot, to, where, shoot guns out where? here. I say, if you ever get to Nashville, I'll buy you a beer, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, I'm taking you up on it. All right, oh, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, good, it. man. It'd be great, man. A lot of beer, <laughs> not just <laughs> cool, one, but a lot. Yeah, it was great to I talk was, to I, you, man. 
Yeah. Thanks, man. Wish y'all the best. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. That's the show. Mark Schultz. You heard him right here on straighthustling.com. Yeah. It's it's amazing you hear the uh, backstory of a man like that and what he's gone through to uh, what it takes to be a champion. And it seems like that uh, over and over it's the same thing. It's going against adversity. Everybody's saying you can't and you'll be damned and you that you're not, and you do it. Yeah, there's not many people that uh, stick to it and, and keep grinding and and make it to that level. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, you got to know from what the age, your teenager, all the way up to freaking your twenties, it's one thing, one thing only, you know, and that's to strive to win. It's crazy how the other countries too, like uh, they support their athletes and and they don't have to work two jobs and train and everything in here. Well, right. You know, I mean, with those, most of those countries are communist countries where, where they, um, you know, you're bred to do that. You know, yeah. you're, you're picked as at a five-year-old in China to be a gymnast, you know, and you don't work. Your parents, you know, don't yeah. see you again. You go off to gymnast school well, these, forever. These guys, uh, you know, there's a lot of people making money off these guys that are out there doing all the grinding and putting all the work yeah. in and everybody else making all the money off them. It's crazy. That's but, right. Uh, it has a, crazy story the movie fox catchers out and also the book fox catcher so check that out man they had good actors in there too steve carell and uh what's his name chat channing tatum tatum channing yeah that's that backwards yes you did uh, yeah. <laughs> he's Stu. in there Stu's here. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say channing tatum me yeah or tanani <laughs> so, man a-list actors in the movie Good movies, so check it out. It's yes. crazy. And uh, where can they find our website information for more of this? Oh, well, I, well, you can find what you can find on our website is a, a link to Freedom Munitions for one thing, and get you some ammunition sent to your house. But it's at straighthustling.com, S T R number eight, hustling.com. Or, you know, find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook, all the social media sites. We're out about it, about it, because we are hustling up here, baby. Yeah. we got some cool people coming up next. We all, man, we've had a yeah, great, great people. people and, you know, I'm super coming. excited to talk to that, that uh, you know. The UFC fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Darren Till. <laughs> Darren Till out of, out of Brazil. Darren yeah. Till out of Brazil. I yeah. forget that. Yeah. Oh, I know how. <laughs> STM, short-term memory loss. <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. He's coming up next. We're going to talk to him. He just won a fight there in Brazil for USC Fight Night. Yeah. Man, and then, dominated. Yeah, I mean, got a big, big career coming for him. Elbow, baby, elbow. So we're going to get out of here. Thanks for listening. If you ain't hustling, you ain't living. We ain't living, baby. We're out.